about today. <laughs> the French Open. Oh yeah. Well, and first, then, first, how's your lip doing? I think, I think that's my a, lip is slowly recovering. Yeah. Um, I can eat semi-normal now. Eat solids now. I can eat solids now. No more cottage cheese. I can now eat pasta, although I slurp it mostly. Mm-hmm. No, I. Uh, it looks better. At least I've been told that. I think people just say it now to make me feel better because before yeah. I looked like a vampire. No, I tell you if it looked like crap. Honestly. It looks all right. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks fine. Yeah. So it's yeah. Anyway, it was. yeah. Welcome to Live Ball Podcast. <laughs> good, <laughs> good start. All right, we're doing great. Yeah, we were recording this on a Monday, so we are tired and pissed off <laughs> at the world. At the world. So great time to to record a podcast about tennis. Um. Yeah, good good weekend for you. You didn't hurt yourself more. I actually hurt myself more. Um, I got sunburned really bad. Like you did get sunburned ha- bad. Literally half my body is. Sunburned. Is that right? Because I don't know what happened, but I sprayed myself with um, you know, sunscreen spray. Right. Um, I don't know if the wind was going, you know, the opposite way, but literally one half of my body is red, the other half of my body is pale. <laughs> Um, and I was walking from the beach when I was, uh, you know, I didn't have my shirt on and people were staring at me and I was like, you know, shape like, all right, people were rocking it, you know, whatever. And I came home and I realized it was because half my body is like beet red (laughs) and everyone was like, Oh, that poor guy is that guy going to the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He's a candy. (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that I saw on the news the other day and which makes no sense to me. I, I try not to watch the news anymore because I feel like I just become more angered at life. But yeah, they said, I'm sorry, we're diverting from tennis, but who cares? They, just yeah, like who us. cares? We're going to lose our one sponsor, <laughs> yeah. you know, Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Mi- Pop Rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. PBR is our sponsor. Um, they said that sunscreen can cause cancer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now let me get this straight. So sunscreen causes cancer, sun causes cancer. Mm-hmm. What are we left to do? You just, just get cancer. That's what I'm saying. Is, is just cancer just the only avenue? I don't understand. Yep. I mean, literally though. And, and what's crazy about it was this is what I always laugh about news reporters. It doesn't matter what you say, they always act like it's the most groundbreaking news you've mm-hmm. ever heard. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm watching like CBS this morning, and she's like, just in. We've learned that sunscreen actually causes cancer and then it flashes out to like three of the news anchors all horrified like they've drank sunscreen <laughs> all morning or something and i'm just like oh, oh. my gosh the world will be living. yeah so, it's bad it is. have you heard of QAnon? um anyway <laughs> <laughs> so the french open <laughs> that's right the french open yeah so uh when we left you guys off last time we had recorded on the saturday before the french open final for the men we already talked about the women a little bit put our picks in for the men um seth was a little bit closer Closer. than i was you know four sets to djokovic um i thought djokovic was gonna smoke to surpass yeah which is a fair that's a that's a safe gamble i mean if you take out the first two sets that's kind of what happened but it was basically um, two matches really it really was you know yeah but yeah those it's it's that's what's so funny right we we don't went to five sets i don't know if we've said that yet or not but if you've you watched the match it went five sets Tsitsipas gets the first two, and then Djokovic, obviously the last three. But what was so amazing about it, as well as uh, Tsitsipas was playing, even after he wins that second set, I still don't think he's won it. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, 
I know. I actually thought he would have been better off if they had split those first two sets. Probably. You know? Probably. Because I, I feel like when he had that, that lead, he you just get in his... I feel like when you're playing someone like Djokovic, and I don't know... I mean, I feel like everyone's had this experience as a tennis player. If you're playing someone who you know you shouldn't be beating, and you're beating them, you're kind of waiting... When are they going to wake up? Yeah. You know? like when Or when I, am I going to wake up? Or when am I going to wake up? When right. am I going to stop playing so well? Right. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what's amazing about it because I'm sure he expended... I'm talking about Tsitsipas now. I'm sure he expended so much energy those first two sets and he's so amped up because it's like, I am one set away from beating Novak Djokovic for the French Open title. And I just had a sneaking suspicion in my head. I'm like, and we've had, we've discussed this before, but you know Djokovic is so unbelievably fit. I mean, being down two sets means nothing against him. No, it just means no. nothing. And him having played a really grueling match against Nadal two days before means absolutely nothing. Doesn't even matter. No. It really no. doesn't. And you know that kind of leads to the the next point is it's kind of funny. Mary Carillo, some of the tennis commentators were already talking about this. You know Johnny Mac and all that about whether this cements him as the GOAT or if this is the first real step towards the conclusion that Djokovic is the greatest of all time. And Mary Carrillo, I know, on TV had concluded that it it indeed has because he has now completed, I believe, two career Grand Slams. Yep, he's, I think, the... I think, I mean... Rod Laver was the other one? Rod Laver was the first and only, and he's he did it twice where he won it, like... The it, calendar year, yeah, I he think. Meant, yeah, I think that's right. Right, but it, I think first in like the modern quote-unquote era. I think so. Who's and done it twice. I know Mary Carrillo was also pointing to the fact that Djokovic also has um, winning head-to-heads against Fed and Nadal. Every single Everybody. player. He I has mean, no, no asterisk in right. his record right now. And he's so fresh and he looks so young that in my head I'm like, he's going to blow past yeah, that twenty grand slam. Oh, easy. Uh, it's it's. I I think he'll do it this year. I think he might too. I'm actually as much as I'm not his biggest fan, in a weird way. Like I I kind of want to see him do it. Right. Because I think it will, ultimately, just shut up that conversation and be like, okay, yes, Djokovic, is the greatest player we've seen in this modern era. Now we can just talk about favorites. We don't have to have that stupid debate anymore. With and we do blur those lines. Yeah, exactly. Because that's so true. And, and the commentators were saying this too, and it's it's dead on. We don't give Djokovic probably his credit due because I think he's so he's so different than Federer and Nadal as far as likability goes. I think he's more likable now than he's ever been. But certainly at the beginning of his career, people hated him. And I was yeah. probably in that group too. I mean, he was a punk. And... And Mary Carrillo made this point over and over and over again during the match. And I think it's right. You know, we don't give Djokovic enough respect on, if you're looking only at the numbers and statistics, there's no way he's not in discussion for the greatest of all time. But for some reason, we adore Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal so much, right. we we tend to exclude Novak from that conversation. Well, because he came in and ruined, quote unquote, the perfect rivalry. Yeah. You know? Well, that's because, true. Because it's the perfect rivalry of Federer and Nadal, two guys who are very opposite mm-hmm. in how they play the game one dominates on grass the other one dominates on clay one likes you know faster game big serve the other right one's hand, all defense left, you know, hand, left hand yeah one hand back hand, so it's two this hand back perfect hand. rivalry right and then this scrawny little serbian comes out of nowhere 
pardon my French to all the Yugoslavian natives out there, but, <laughs> um, but you know, I meant, mean it in the best way possible. The dude comes in and honestly disrupts that whole narrative. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I fall into that trap too, because, you know, like I've mentioned all, already a bunch of times, you know, I'm a big Federer fan. I'm always going to, he's always going to be my favorite player. Right. But at the same time, definitely after this, this French open, I'm now like, there's just no, there's no debate. The dude's the best big match player. He's the big, best grand slam player. He's the best, you know. Yeah, he's gonna blow past this twenty-one. He's gonna beat Nadal. I don't think Nadal. I think Nadal will have a few more Grand Slams as well. But right, I think Djokovic will win more. He's also un- unapologetic about his views, the way he navigates the tennis world, the way he interacts with the media. I mean, let's not forget, half the world was pissed off with him when he started the the tournament during the middle of COVID. Oh yeah, the Adria Cup or and all, Adria. So many of those pros got COVID, and yeah, I mean he's he's never been Mister, you know, follow the book, right? Straight line. Well, yeah, um, and I mean his background is so different from everyone else's. You know, yeah. the dude grew up, started playing tennis in the, from what I understand, a swimming pool. That's what I've understood. Abandoned too. swimming pool. Yeah, started hitting, you know, Serbian war. Yeah, I mean, the dude grew up in one of the worst world conflicts ever. I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of having someone from, like, you know, Syria or something 20 years from now right. coming up and being a Grand Slam champion. You know, maybe not that extreme, but still, still pretty though. bad. Yeah. So, um, speaking of which, sorry, quick side note, but I thought it was pretty cool. Anj Jabour, a uh, Tunisian women's player, won... Um, title this week she's the first arab woman is that right to ever win a wta title so ever yeah wow. shout out to her she's that is pretty cool that's a really cool win um she's i mean she's a tough competitor so that's that's honestly shows you know how global the game is yeah. now right so, so global it's pretty pretty nuts but yeah i i agree i mean i think Djokovic's background is is so different from nadal and Federer's who Imagine didn't grow up in you know that those kind of conditions that no. maybe his mindset's a little bit different where he doesn't you know get the publicity side of things ever where his mind is so focused on just like winning and achieving and and keeping you know keep getting out of that that yeah. that whatever hole he's in and and something know, so. else that pains me to say is I think he probably now as much as it hurts me is indisputably the best returner ever oh yeah <laughs> he's better than my boy andre you know i mean how can't yeah. you be he's got 19 grand slams now but i mean again watching that french open final it was just a reaffirmation of how amazing his return game is too city pass serves amazing he served great that tournament or that whole tournament <laughs> he really he did great he really did yeah um do you remember the 2000 I think it was 11 U.S. Open when he hit that winner return on Federer. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I legitimately mm. remember that shot like the very shot vivid, the vividly, world. and yeah. I was just like, "No." <laughs> yeah, it seemed other otherworldly is what it seemed like. That was insane. He was yeah, full I, stretch out wide geez. returns for a winner on match point, wins the match. Yeah, he has that... Uh, and he's done that so many times. He's got that X factor, whatever. I don't know what it is. I mean, that's something different in the DNA mm-hmm. that 
allows him to perform best in the most pressured field situations, and he shows up during the big matches. I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's what champions do. I don't even right. know. I mean, there's no way to there's no way to really analyze it other than he's just he just he is the Michael Jordan of tennis that way, right? I mean, he wants oh, yeah. he wants yeah. the the ball in his racket for loves the pressure match point lives plays for better. it trains for it mm-hmm. embraces it. So it's just so funny, right? I mean, again, not to get sidetracked, but juxtapose someone like Novak Djokovic who just you know yearns for the pressure situation to someone like Denara Safina yeah who's crying right. in the middle of the match because she's got like four match points against her I mean it's right. just such a, yeah. that is that's what separates the you know the champions yeah. from the the yeah decent and, well and like I, I brought this up before but like watching that U.S. Open final from last year where it was team and Zverev like two very good you know tennis players but obviously they they, they're lacking something of that like killer instinct because both of them on in the big moments played really uh a conservative like very very uh you know just didn't want to miss right. kind of tennis didn't have that killer instinct <clears throat> and uh played worse in the big moments right yeah. so um so I, th- I think that's definitely the, the the big thing i think we mentioned last time what Sissipas needed to do right was to to execute in the big moments. And he did the first two sets. He did. He did. But Djokovic did it the yeah. next three sets. And I, I think I remember, I don't know if this is real or not, but I do remember seeing like a tweet or something, like a quote-unquote Tsitsipas tweet where Djokovic had taken him, went to the locker room or something after the first two sets. And apparently Tsitsipas like saw like something in Djokovic's eyes that kind of like a different like look in his eyes or something that he was really like in trouble he felt like he was not you know something looked different apparently about Djokovic when he came out of the locker room so to, to go play the match like when when you know the first two sets are played and right. you know sometimes players will go to the locker room after yeah, quickly, a couple sets you change know, or something like that quickly. quote unquote quickly that's yeah. a whole freaking topic we can yeah go on i don't like those things but anyway um yeah apparently he saw like the look in Djokovic's eyes after having come out of the locker room and it was like he he thought he was in trouble after that he had some sort of like i don't know it's hard to describe i think he was turning into a super saiyan yeah he was doing (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you know i mean that's what i'm saying though like that's i mean i i remember watching him that i mean don't get me wrong that second set he did look defeated. I mean, he was. Yeah. He, looked, he looked exhausted. Yeah. He looked like he right. was frustrated. Nothing was working. You think he did a little of a cocaine? I don't know something. <laughs> I don't I'm know not he saying did. he did. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you know, he didn't. <laughs> um, maybe had a you know that look in his eye was maybe was maybe just dilated pupils. <laughs> could have been. I mean, but yeah, seriously though, it's amazing. Um, I, you know, it's funny though. If I'm Sitsipas, I leave that match going. What else can I do? Exactly. What else can I do? I mean, that's what's right. so scary about it is, you know, he played remarkable for a first time Grand yeah. Slam uh, contender, and that's why I thought he was going to get smoked because like this is the first time he's the situation's too big yeah. for him. Yeah, but it wasn't. He played that, great. He did no. play great, and that's what's got to be so probably scary and frustrating because I think what's scary about those situations, and this is just coming from my very 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 mundane example, but. I mean, I remember we. Whenever you have a close match and you, you know, you lose it, it goes to a crazy tie break and you lose it. You're defeated. 
And whenever you're in that next situation again, with it, that's just like that, you reflect on former moments and you're like, oh, yeah. crap, yeah. it's going to happen again. Yeah. And it's not until you can find a way to get over that hump mm-hmm. that you're like, I can get through this. But like next time Pass is up 2-0 in a grand slam is the first thing that comes into his mind. Crap. Can I do it? Now, the better question is, well, it depends on whether he's playing Novak Djokovic. Right. Not, right. <laughs> I mean, if he's not playing Novak Djokovic, he's I probably th- like, I got a grand slam in my pocket. I think that's the excuse I would make in my head. I'm like, well, if I'm playing like Zverev or something in the finals or Medvedev or yeah. Rublev or something, I'd be like, well, they're not Djokovic. Yeah. Like, I almost beat Djokovic in the right. grand slam final. Right. You know? I almost think that would empower him maybe a little bit more. I always chuckle a little bit, though, on those post-match speeches. Mm-hmm. When they're, you know, they're so gracious as they should be. I mean, that's sure. what we, that's what we want them to say. But you know damn well that City Pass is sitting there and like, you know what? Yeah, I want nothing more than just to club this guy in the back. Of the yeah, <laughs> I mean this guy. You know, I mean this guy just prevented me from being a Grand Slam champion. And and again, they're being great. You know, so Novak goes up and he's gracious. He's like, oh, you know, uh, Stefano, y- y- you are. You're going to be a Grand Slam champion someday, too. It'll come soon. You, oh, I cringe every time Oh, my I gosh. Because that. that's oh the last gosh. thing you want to hear. I will be you know, he's so like, I can't wait till the day that you become... It's like, yeah? <laughs> your time is coming. And he's like, listen, dude. It, it could have been today. It could have been today. It should have been today. You were a dick about it. So yeah. Like, if you didn't I have just... to just be the greatest of all time, <laughs> yeah. you know? But I know that's got to drive you nuts. That's the last thing you want to hear oh, is someone say that. You know? Oh, you're, it, 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 your time will come. It's like, mm-hmm. listen here. Do you mind kissing my ass? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's so frustrating. I feel yeah, awful when that happens. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, man, it's those post-match things are brutal. They are. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. You got anything else on the French Open? No, not really. Other than... Oh, Krejcikova won the doubles title. Too. Oh. So she's she literally did the singles and doubles run. So good for her. Right. I mean that's pretty cool. I um, it's my least favorite Grand Slam. It is, yeah. It's it's stupid. You know, it's it a is. dumb Grand Slam. It no is. one cares about it. Yep. It doesn't even count, Novak. Yep, it, it actually <laughs> doesn't matter at all. No one likes it anyway. Um, so yeah, no, I'm glad it's done. Yeah, but I'm we got Wimbledon, Wimbledon and literally like next week. That's right, ready qualifying for is starting like right now. We're recording this on a Monday. Um, I think it got rained out today, but there's some wild names in that qualifying draw where I'm like, I figured you would be in the main draw already like i saw mackenzie mcdonald was in there oh really if you heard of him but i I feel like he made like the fourth round of the australian open or something this year i could be wrong i mean i guess i could look this up but you know what well well uh by the way when i listen back to some of these podcasts i realize i say wrong stuff like i oh i I, I said something like pliskova um withdrew from the tournament like with a sprain that was kvitova that was the other check chick Right. Um, Pliskova just lost in like the second or third round. I say wrong. So stuff you too. know what? If if that happens, then whatever. Who yeah, cares? If you cite us in your your academic paper on tennis, yeah. you're a moron, yeah. anyways. Don't. So don't do that. Your PTM that. program yeah. dissertation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. The authority that you and I are on, t- on professional yeah. tennis. Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. We're we're just doing this on the whim half the time, and you know what? Um. Yeah, you know, deal with it. Who cares? Suck it up, buttercup. That's right. I don't care. Do a little research. But um, speaking of that, someone did actually write into our Gmail account, which is liveball, uh, liveball at gmail.com, liveball podcast? 
I have ball at gmail.com. One of those two. Try them out. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Right. <laughs> Maybe we're not getting any of these because, like, I keep giving the wrong one. But anyway, um, I think, you know, it, it was an interesting topic. It was um, someone mentioning about um, what we think about the uh, current format, I guess, uh, to summarize, of the international team championships of, of tennis, right? So we, right. Have, we have Davis Cup. We have um, ATP Cup, which is a new creation. I think it's only two years old now. Yeah. Um, we have the Laver Cup, which is kind of a Ryder Ryder Cup um, knockoff, where mm-hmm. it's like world versus Europe, right. which still isn't fair because no. everyone because everyone that's you know, amazing is in like, Europe. Oh, it's Federer and Nadal, Djokovic, yeah, exactly. You know, versus right. uh, Taylor Fritz and yeah. Um, you know anybody anybody else yeah Milo Shraunich right um, <laughs> uh, so Diego Schwartzman um, so you know just just kind of a bringing up the international tennis and I mean I think that's something that that tennis might stand to gain from and I think there are talks and efforts in and around the tennis community the professional tennis world of, of doing something like this but i think money might be a little bit too much of a factor where they want to do it like every year mm. you know because it's not as profitable if you do it every four years right, right? Yeah. And, and and whatever but um but doing something like a world cup uh, uh of tennis where it's every four years everyone takes time out of their their calendar to really focus and dedicate their their livelihoods on winning this world cup right right? whatever that might mean Mm because obviously i think people like playing for their country people like having that team atmosphere Mm -hmm. um people like representing um but for some reason organizationally we have the davis cup right um which has always been somewhat of a big deal you know I don't know. I don't know how you view the Davis Cup, but I just wonder: is it a big deal outside of the tennis community? That I don't no, know. It's, it's not, not right. It's There's not. no way. No one knows what the Davis no. Cup is outside no. of the tennis community. I mean, I love Davis Cup. Right. I don't love how unsuccessful America's been in it in the men's. Yeah, it's I mean, been a while. That's Davis Cup. It's Fed Cup is a little bit a little better, but Fed Cup. Fed Cup's been great. But no, I think you're right. I mean, right. The idea is: should we do some sort of World Cup thing where, like you said, it's I guess, you know, is the Olympics that in a way? In a way. In a way. Yeah. But it's still, it's a singles draw and doubles draw right. competition. So it's it's kind of like, you know, it's still a, just a random tournament just happens to be instead of wearing your uh, Nike sponsorship, you're wearing a Nike plus, you know, whatever flag yeah. you're flying. And right. it's a great accomplishment, obviously, to win the gold medal because obviously the best players in the world are, are, are typically playing in it other than maybe this year, I think a, a bunch of people are skipping out on right. it because of covid you know covid and yeah having to go to i mean just the travel wise having to go to you know tokyo mm-hmm. to play this tournament and then i think the next tournaments are going to be in the masters in toronto and the masters in cincinnati so right going from you know asia to north america is not a great trip and what's your money and points are yeah are, that's know, the hard are part. in the masters so <laughs> i'll like go I, play those instead. well and like i told you before i think it'd be kind of fun if we did a world cup in the tennis realm with a college style format so you have yeah. your you have your six singles players and you have your three doubles teams right 
And, you know, maybe we do it like a division one style where your three doubles go out first and you get one point. Whoever wins two out of three gets the one point and then you go into singles or you do it like D2 did it and every single mm-hmm. point counts. So yeah, all the doubles yeah. points counted and so do the singles. But yeah. that would be like, you can't tell me it wouldn't be fun to watch those big guys play doubles. Yeah. I mean, it'd be really yeah, fun. Yeah, you wouldn't even need that many players. I feel like even having like a USTA league style where it's two, two doubles and three singles, right. you know, just go out there and and play um that would be so much fun i think to watch i do too um and i mean you know the davis cup is cool it's just it happens throughout the span of the year right right? so right it happens like once every three months or something like one round two rounds so it's not like everybody's gathered together in this one tournament Mm -hmm. event to to get this thing going um i think the atp cup was was something that they well actually i take that back because they tried to they they changed the davis cup right two years ago into making it something like that where everything's played in one in a, in, a, in like a week span do you uh, remember that, that right? in spain i do vaguely remember because gerard Piquet, the spanish soccer player like invested in this thing i do vaguely but it turned that. out to be a, such a mess because um i distinctly remember because they literally just didn't have the court space or like the court time they only had like three courts so they had like one mat team match going on at a time right they literally had matches going on till like 5 a.m spanish time Mm. 3 a.m spanish time you know because they were just like oh you know we have to fit four matches and each match has you know three uh matches within it so you're literally trying to fit like 12 matches onto three courts over the span of you know a day, right? So difficult when when people go go the distance. So, well, and as we talked about too, I think if we're talking about American tennis, the American women would have a much more impressive lineup than the men would. I did a a little homework, and by that I mean a thirty Uh-oh. second Google search before we started. Nice. And there are nine American women in the top fifty of the WTA. That means we have one at. Six in Sophia Kennan. We have Serena at eight, Jennifer Brady at 15, Coco at 23, uh, Jessica Pegula at 25. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. I think I did. Close enough. Pegula. Madison Keys, 26, Allison Risk, 31. Uh, well, and Madison Keys probably playing lower than her ranking is. Yeah, for sure. She's, she's better top, than that. She's yeah. a top tenner, really. Yeah. Um, Shelby Rogers at 47, and Danielle Collins at 48. So you have nine. American women in the top 50, you got two of them in the top 10 alone, three of them, four of them in the top 25. U.S. men, you have four total in the top 50. The, your, your top American man starts at 32. Riley? Mm-hmm, that's Riley. John Isner at 33. Uh, Taylor Fritz at 36. And Sebastian really? Corda at 50. So you got four. Oof. I mean... And and this really is something we should reserve for a whole other podcast because I could yeah, talk about it for forty hours so. about yeah. the decline in American men's tennis mm-hmm. and what why that is and how that you know how that happened. There's probably a lot of theories, and I can think of a couple myself. But um, well, whatever. Let's get into it. All right. Who cares? It's our well, podcast. We can do whatever we want. Well, what do you the, think? I mean, obviously, looking at the Davis Cup lineup, yeah. what what it would be, or the Olympic, I guess, yeah. what, what's going to be at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not great ranking-wise, right? No. I mean, awful ranking-wise. For the men, but yeah. obviously, the women are going to 
have a great shot at you know at least getting a medal out of it i think the women would do i think the women would be very competitive i wonder how if coco and um that katie mcnally girl are gonna play doubles because they they've done pretty well and oh that's um, right in in tournament or in uh, grand, grand slams, slams yeah. they have done pretty well in doubles yeah uh, kind of a funny question who would be the team captains of the men and the women Former players that would be team captains. Oh, who would, like who would, former players? Uh-huh. Who would be your team captain for the U.S. women's team in this World Cup imaginary wow. thing? I have no idea, honestly. I would say probably I probably like, would do Lindsay Davenport. Yeah, I, was, I was literally going to say Lindsay Davenport. She's got the, some of the best the tennis commentary. Yeah. She um, coached them. Um, Coach Madison Keys. Madison Keys, right? Yep. Um, I think Lindsay Davenport would be a great mm-hmm. team captain. I yeah. really do. Um, but for the men, I'm less sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Marty Fish. I think. Oh, that would that'd be, be an interesting one. one. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good one. Not Andy Roddick. Uh, yeah. Because I, I hate him of... as much as I hate oh, Andy Murray. No. <laughs> and I won't go down that trail. No. But I really I like hate Andy, Andy Roddick. Roddick. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, um, that's what I. They call me Mr. Warmth for a reason. <laughs> Do um, they? Who no. calls you that? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Wait, what does that even mean? Oh, Mr. A, Warmth? <laughs> you ever heard that? It, never mind. It's a playback no. to Don Rickles, a famous stand up comedian. Oh, yeah. It was an insulter, right? And they called him Mr. Warmth oh. facetiously. But Interesting. Um, I th- I don't know. That's I, I think Marty Fish would be a great captain. That's a pretty good yeah. choice there. I don't Thanks. know who else I would pick. Um, Jim Courier? Maybe. I mean, he yeah. used to be. So it's funny, Davis right? Cup if I'm going to pick right? a Davis Cup. Cat, uh, Davis Cup coach. When I'm going to pick a World Cup men's coach for America, it's going to be from the, the the height of the '90s when you had Courier, Chang, Agassi, oh God, Sampras, David Wheaton, Todd Martin. Um, who am I even missing? There's other people, but I can't think of. Uh, you had um, uh, Washington. You had yeah, Malachi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Anyways, you're talking yeah, about... Yeah, I mean, that's already an insane amount. <laughs> and, th- and those guys are, like, in the top 15. I mean, there was, like, right. nine Americans in the right. top 15. Yeah. Insanity, right? Yeah. Um, would never pick Michael Chang as as the captain. He just doesn't strike me as a captain type. Can't mm-hmm. stand Jim Courier either. Um, yeah, I would pick Agassi. You know I don't like Sampras. I would probably yeah. pick... I think Todd Martin would be a good one. Todd Martin would be a good one. I really do. Yeah. Um, He's in charge of, like, the Tennis Hall of Fame. Now. Right. Uh, Brad Gilbert. Maybe Brad Gilbert would be your... He would be. U.S. Um, captain. Yeah. I don't know if... He's kind of... I feel like he splits people and whether people like him or not. Yeah, so. some people don't. I like him, but I've I like heard people commentary. be like, I hate that guy. I can't stand him. So that's how why yeah. I feel like maybe he's not super you know, popular with maybe perhaps getting there. But yeah. Patrick McEnroe was Davis Cup captain for a long time. Was mm-hmm. you know head of U.S. player development for a long time. Right. Um course johnny mac always comes up because he's just who he is yeah he does the labor cup Mm -hmm. stuff with Mm -hmm. him and borg right Um, right but yeah i mean in terms of overall national strength i mean america's obviously gone down the last uh men's men's grand slam champion was andy roddick right 2003 u.s open unbelievable i mean to be fair the next like twenty thousand grand slam champions was like Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal. Oh yeah, so, no, I get it. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that crazy. Better but. question though: When was the last time an American male was in a Grand Slam final? I'm guessing Andy Roddick at that yeah. Wimbledon final. Yeah, with Federer. I don't think. Well, Andy Roddick, 2009 Wimbledon against Federer, um, right? Against Federer, it's where be. he lost that heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if he maybe made another Grand Slam final after that, but I don't, I don't, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, 
women's side, our last Grand Slam champion was Sophia Kennan, I believe. Right, right. right. Um, she won the Australian Open 2020, 2020, I believe, right? I think you're right. Yeah, so then we had her. Um, and then maybe Serena? We had, we like had Sloan, 17? Uh, Sloan Stevens won oh, the US right. Open against Maddie Keys. Sloan did grab that, you're right. Um, that was an All-American final, which was cool to see. And Madison was in a final not too long ago. Madison uh, Keys was. I'm almost positive. Sure. I could be wrong. I, you're probably right. I yeah. Know. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll double check at some point. But um, but yeah, so the women, like we said, the women have been doing just fine. Um, and I think that that is kind of a good indicator as to perhaps why there is maybe such a disparity between men's and women's game or like in terms of success on the Americans side. Um, and I, and I thought about this a little bit earlier today. Um, and I just think overall, it just, it just, it makes sense kind of why the American women perhaps do better than, than the American men is, is just because I think women's tennis is more attractive for good women's athletes to go into and pursue professionally hmm. than it is for perhaps, you know, me- American men's athletes. And that perhaps also correlates to why maybe the rest of the world now that tennis is more of a global game and sometimes is now second or third or fourth most popular sport in some countries. Right. Um, why so many other countries, especially European countries, um, are doing so well and, mm. and it's just because i think you know when you're looking at at sports from the women's perspective perhaps you're also looking at like beyond a d1 scholarship and you're w- looking towards like professionalism and what where can i make the most money and women make the most money in sports in golf and tennis yeah. those are the highest paying women's sports it's not soccer it's not hockey it's not right. anything basketball you know so in America, it's still, it's still as attractive to become a professional women's tennis player as it is in other countries. Whereas for men, the, the professional sports realm is much more wide open, right? right. You, can, you can be a good you know, hockey player, basketball player, football player, baseball player, whatever, and make good money doing mm-hmm. that stuff, right? Yeah, but it, and again, I guess this argument is completely pointless because it was more so this way beforehand than it is now. So it has no correlation as to why men are not doing as well in tennis in America. But tennis still isn't even considered a primary sport in the United States. I wouldn't say it's even considered kind of a primary sport, right? You still have football, basketball, and baseball that are, you know, that's where your bulk of your your young athletes are playing. And soccer now, too. Soccer's huge, too. Um, It's it's competing against tennis, actually. I would say soccer and tennis are... Yeah. Pretty neck and neck in terms of popularity. But here, you know, the problem is, though, and this is probably true for every country, but it's certainly true in the United States. um, Tennis is so much more expensive. Oh, yeah. Than soccer, football, basketball, and baseball. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just way more expensive. It has more gear associated with it. There's club memberships and fees you have to do. There's tournament fees you have to do. Travel. Um, Travel, travel coaching, relevant um, yeah. you know, it's all one-on-one coaching. Right. You can't just throw a kid into a public league and be like, all right, you know, someone's dad will coach right. the team. You right. Know. You know, so, so that's, that's the hard part about it is unfortunately it's, 
I think it's not exposed to everyone everywhere in the United, in America because again, it's such a expensive sport that requires a certain amount of resources. And this and this might be an assumption on my part, but um, from what I understand, in other countries, perhaps the financial burden on someone who's a promising athlete isn't quite put as as much on the parents, um, but rather the 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 country or the tennis federation itself will invest in that player and and, right. and try and develop that person more. Right. Now, I know the USTA does give like grants and scholarships to certain players, yeah. but I think if it's more concentrated and they're really focused, um, then perhaps it's it's more maybe more effective in some other countries than it is here. But I could be wrong on that. I don't yeah. know. I I don't know why. I just know that America tennis American tennis on the male side is not nearly what it was right right i mean that's crazy to think about it's well, been 2000 and then an, another thing to consider too is how many um i guess you can apply this to the men's side too but how many women women's players could play for america but don't like naomi osaka yeah. could easily play for the united states she she's she she dual dad. citizenship she's an american dad yeah um she um, as far as i know she lives in america she Trains in Florida, right? Well, do you remember the controversy? This was back, you know, in the hype of Maria Sharapova, whether she was going to yeah. play for the I was US gonna Olympic say, team I was or gonna not. I was going to say her too. She yeah. was, she was, she's basically like my me and my brother. Right. They Came moved, over very They young. moved. She was seven years old <clears throat> when she moved right. to the United States. Right. She doesn't speak, you know, and this doesn't mean anything, but like she doesn't really, she doesn't speak with an accent. Like, right. Perfect English, you know, like very, um, comfortable you know being i would say i don't think anyone would bat an eye if if she said i'm playing for america now right be like, good yeah that makes right. more sense because you've lived here although i'm sure russia wouldn't appreciate it and they yeah. didn't i remember that being a big deal they oh were, i'm sure they did they were not yeah. happy about that right <clears throat> and it and it's still kind of like it doesn't make much sense to me that she she was playing for russia right. but right um but yeah i mean there's so many players i think that you know, we, we I think we forget that okay, just because they their their flag is something different. They they, they trained here in America though. You Dude, know, like the tennis so, system isn't that fascinating. You know, is they good. come to the United yeah, States right. to train here and yeah. even get coached here by famous right. coaches here, who may or may not also be like from different countries. Too, Very possible. But they all come to the United States to train. That's true. I mean, but you had a lot of players coming to play with or to um, work with Nick Bolitari. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know. Can't seem to, but it's no different. It's no different than that whole concept called the brain drain. You know, where we would yeah, have people from yeah. around the world come to our universities that were mm-hmm. so profound, right? right? Harvard, Yale, Columbia, on and on and on. <laughs> Yet we have some of the worst public school systems in the world, right? You know, yeah. it's like I don't know. Strange. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, you know. Again, I I think with the men, it's it, it is tricky. I just think that maybe some people aren't as attracted to tennis as they they are to maybe other sports if they're like a gifted natural athlete or something like that let's be honest if you can be think like a high schooler yeah you're 14 to 18 you can either be number one singles on your high school tennis team and win the state championship or you can be the quarterback of the football team yeah (laughs) you're the quarterback of the football team i don't know man Tennis players get babes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it was at your yeah, school. Yeah, women's but... <laughs> tennis players. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they get all the babes. 
Um. Well, it's funny. I mean, I can, t- I can speak to this from a high school level. Um, we had guys who were tennis players through our program uh, all the way up to they got into high school and they had to make a decision in the fall between football and tennis. Yeah. Yeah. And our pitch to them was always, and we were right, you factually. Get brain damage. Well, that's one thing. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even mention that. But number one, yeah, you're going to physically harm yourself. Number two, if you play tennis, you can be a conference champion or regional champion yeah, and compete true. for a state championship. Yeah. You're not going to do that in football. But you're running against the traditional you know, system from a 14 to 18 year old, what's more cool to do in high school? Mm-hmm. Be the quarterback. Right. You know, of right. course it is, you know. And yeah. um, I don't know why that is. I mean, football is just more mainstream in America, right? I mean, isn't the Super Bowl well, still the most televised sure, yeah. sporting event in, in America? I mean, think about how many people went to watch Allegan football. Shout out to Allegan football. Um. I have never done that, but shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Allegan football. And I can tell you that no Allegan football player is listening to this podcast. That I can guarantee. You know, I thought we would shout out to Allegan tennis all the time. We get Why not? Shout it out. That's right. All around. Allegan credit union. Allegan uh, credit union. I don't even know. Okay. Uh, probably. Maybe, probably not. Some I guy's barn or something. To the uh, old iron bridge. Uh, anything Allegan, shout out. Giant rusty. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean... Even even as not good they were at, at football, I mean, yeah. still more people would show up and watch oh, football, yeah. I'm sure, than they would mm-hmm. your conference champion, Allegan Tigers, you know? So, 100%. Um, and that's not to say that every type of athlete would go play football rather than rather than tennis. But again, it, you know, if you're a gifted athlete naturally, if you're very, like, you know, just... You know how they are. You know those kids in elementary school who are just good at every sport. You yeah. know, whatever. Hate those kids. Right. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I will say this though. I mean, not to again, not to get too far far off base, but you are gonna have more opportunities, um, scholarship wise, based on numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. In football yeah, yeah. and soccer that, that's, and baseball. That's also kind of what I meant the too. Is like in, not just in the professional realm, right? But. Your your scholarship opportunities are so much more with baseball, football, soccer, um, and I mean, and then on the opposite side, the women's side, you have a lot of opportunities for tennis, tennis yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's probably it's one of the, one of the uh, nicer sports for for female athletes to get a scholarship in. Is I mean, to further highlight that, it used to frustrate me. I mean, I, I played at a small Division two for tennis and we would have third-string football players that got full rides. Right. And we would have starting tennis players get half or quarter rides. Yeah. Because there just wasn't the same scholarship money there. And that right. used to be so... I'm like, listen, my teammate plays every single match. Like, he is a starter, and that guy who's never going to step on the football field goes to school for free. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. used to just infuriate right. me. But it's just... There's just not enough scholarships yeah. for your non-primary sports like golf, tennis, cross-country... And so right, on and so forth. Right. So well, and it all has to balance out because because the men have football, which gets yes. like a hundred, not a hundred, but a ton of know, them though. Fifty scholarships, say, right. and it's like, well, those fifty scholarships, the women don't have a football team like that, so right. those fifty scholarships get do get distributed right. to those non quote unquote non primary. Right. And it's great, it's great that we have equal amount of scholarships for men and women. That was one of the smartest things we've ever done, and it makes perfect sense. It own the only sector of sports it really impacts are your non-primary right. men's sports yeah. that's really the yeah. only thing that kind of gets gypped from it you yeah know? So. yeah but you know whatever you know uh football's 
cool too. Yeah. Brings in the money for the school. So that is at the end of the day, that's what that's it all is. That matters, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I never paid for a single tennis match to go yeah. watch somebody play tennis outside right. the pros. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, even though we kind of ragged on U.S. men's tennis, though, I think there's a couple players out there that I'm a, a little bit excited about, and I think they can crack, you know, maybe the top ten okay. sometime in the future. What are you thinking? Sebastian Corda. I mm. think he's he's on his he's been rising consistently over the past year. Um, he's been being play, players higher ranked than him, mm. which is a great sign. Yeah. Um, I you know I th- I think. I mean, he beat Nishikori recently, right? And I think a telltale sign of something like that, where I think a player is going to be big, is when he was playing Nishikori, and I think everyone's expectation was he can beat Nishikori, you right. know? So, and he did it. And granted, Nishikori isn't what he was maybe you know five years ago, but yeah. he's still you know former, technically Grand Slam finalist, right. you know, in that weird one-off grand slam we had with marin chillich did he snag one or no no he mm. he came close he he lost to marin chillich okay. in the finals of uh, yeah i do vaguely remember that yeah i think that was when we were our first year in law school we were watching that yeah, yeah. that weird one um but yeah so i mean he's he's someone to watch i think brandon nakashima is is another one he's a, a kalamazoo usta boys champion um who He's he's also rising, I think, in in kind of the rankings. Maybe not as fast as Sebastian Corda, but um, he's he's hanging in there. He's another one. I think he's playing qualies at Wimbledon, but I think he's expected to qualify. Well, and let's give respect to John Isner, who's been carrying the American flag yeah. for a long oh my time. Gosh. I mean, he's been he's been you <laughs> know in and serve. out of the, <laughs> in and out of the top ten. You know, he's been in there before. Yeah, and Masters uh, champion won yeah. the in, uh, Miami Masters. So, I mean, he's been kind of repping the America for quite a while on the men's side. Anyways. I guess Jack Sox, a Masters champion. Jack Sox. A couple, a couple mixed doubles Grand Slam couple, titles. A couple doubles Grand Slam Does titles. he have a couple double ones, yeah. too? So does Ryan Harrison. He has one Grand Slam uh, doubles championship. I'm not I'm not sure how far Sam Query got up the rankings. He definitely was top 25, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. He maybe beat even Djokovic top, at Wimbledon. Yeah, maybe even like top 20, top 15 yeah, at some point. He was point. a semifinalist at yeah. Wimbledon. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's always been a steady rock, in the conversation. I think. In, 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 you know, and, and, so, and both of those guys, too, Isner and Query, are college tennis players. Yeah. Which one. I always loved about them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, did did Query play college tennis? Yeah, he played two years at USC. Did he? But at USC? He, uh, he he quit to go play pro after. And no one's more college tennessee than Stevie Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about a college tennis player. Ooh, talk about. I think it. he still has a record for. Co- yeah, college. I don't think he lost a match as yeah. a college tennis player. Something Jeez. insane like that. He was so unbelievably good right. in college. So. That just shows you how global the sport is now. Yeah. The dude dominates in college tennis. Wins like a record fifty something matches in mm-hmm. a row. Wins NCAA's multiple times, and maybe career high ranking of like top thirty. Yeah, something I think he like might that, have been a top thirty guy. He was definitely seated at Grand Slams. A Although few I'll times, say it's hard but... to be in the top ten when you don't have a backhand. 
Well, just yeah. saying. Yeah, that's what really crippled my chances. At <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, yeah. I mean, unless you're Steffi Graf, you got to have a yeah. two in it. But you got to have you got to come through the ball on the backhand Fair side enough. a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's been okay for the men's, I, I think, side. I mean, obviously the women have been doing fine. I yeah. think. I don't think. And I mean, we always forget that Serena's Serena's the Serena's an American player, yeah. and she's literally the most, she's been yeah. the most dominant in yeah. Venus as well. Right. Um, but you know, I, I think it's we lose sight of it a little bit when because you hear so much about like oh American tennis, American tennis. It's like well, all right, it's just the men's side that's really been right not as great. So that's true. You know, it's the women are doing just fine, I think. And but yeah, it is interesting to kind of think about those reasons, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with maybe you know these next couple of generations of of boys tennis players and see some of the innovations that the usta has put in right um, for example i mean like i think this will be maybe the first couple generations in the next few years that we'll see whether that whole like i mean this is a whole different conversation but like whether those green dot red dot stuff worked yeah. you know did that attract a bunch of people to come play tennis and that's a real controversial topic too people are either on one side or the yeah. other with that some people hate those things yeah. some people think it's a genius idea right so I mean that again, that's something maybe for a different different day, but yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think we should probably wrap this one up, maybe, unless you got something else to say about. But yeah, I mean, I I I hope that they do end up doing something like a World Cup of tennis It'd be every, fun. every four years, something like that. Um, you can keep your Davis Cup, you know, maybe that right. can be for maybe the the not non-mainstream players or something like that someone so as a final note if we did a world cup for men and then women oh yeah which country wins men and which country wins women Ooh, that's a tough for for women i mean i would have to say the czech republic right now because they're killing in doubles they have number one women's doubles team like Krejčíková and Siniakova. Yeah. They have Pliskova and they have Kvitova playing singles. That's a pretty solid. It's a, they're probably the deepest. It's and pretty, then and then I know they have a, a few other doubles players who who have been good. So I'd probably say Czech Republic for the women. Um, who do you say for the men though? For the men, you know, you know, five years ago I would have said Spain. Yeah. That'd Not been, anymore, though. Yeah, I would have said that, too, five years ago. And, and, and you know, we're talking... I might say Russia. I was going to say... I would have said Russia a couple... I mean, quite a while ago, too, when you had a Stefan Davidenko. I was just going to say They did that. win the, the Davis Cup with that squad. With, right. Or it was like Yuzhny, mm-hmm. Davidenko. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Safin was playing already at that time, but it was like Yuzhny, Davidenko, and then like Andreev or something like yeah. that. And they had a pretty, pretty yeah. deep team. Yeah, yeah. Chile had a really good team too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know who I would say for men. I really don't. If they did, like, if they did it this year, I don't know who it would be. Yeah, I might say Russia because I mean they won the ATP Cup this year. You got Medvedev and Rublev right. who can carry the torch, and then now you got Aslan Karatsev randomly out of nowhere, who's now a fantastic, you know, apparently a consistent top thirty tennis player. Um, but they're not, well, you got Kachanov too. So he, they're all top 30 players. Now you got four Russians in the top 30. When I, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at the rankings right now at the ATP tour and they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, I see I see quite a few Italian flags. I was though. gonna say Italy might be second place because yeah. you got Berrettini, you got Sinner, you got this new Massetti guy, um, you got Fognini, you got um you know the, the I, I think we, we talked off mic maybe a little bit about how crazy Italian tennis is right now. It's, yeah. it's huge right now. They're they're really putting in a lot into developing um, but yeah, Italy and Russia, I think, would be my two front runners at this point. Yeah, that wouldn't be. That's probably not a horrible guess. I mean, yeah, like I said, they're all over the place, though. These rankings are. I mean, there's just no complete. Quite, mm-hmm. I see quite a few French flags too, really. Yeah, but who's the top French guy right now? Right now, is it Monfils? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at I mean, sixteen, he's not feeling great right now. No. Again, France is another country I would have said five years ago It'd for sure. Because story. it'd be like Pouillet, mm-hmm. Tonga, Gasquet, Gasquet, Simon. Get yeah. To, get to see how good my French pronunciation is after this. Gasquet, <laughs> Simon, yeah. Monfils. They're pretty tough, though. Gal Monfils. Um, yeah, on the women's side, I mean. Tonga. Right, yeah, Tonga, but he's yeah. he's about done. Yeah. I think his injuries are pretty rough. Yeah, they are pretty bad. But yeah, so I, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. So anyways, interesting though. And then women, like you said, I, I heck, I'll be annoying and give women, the, I'll give American women a shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Why I think not? they'd be, they'd be a. a I think Serena and Coco would be a sick doubles team. Serena and Madison. Uh, Madison. Two hardest forehands in women's yeah. tennis. Well, cream. They'd cream the ball. Yeah, that'd be a rough. Um, I mean, Venus and Coco, I think, played doubles at the French. I don't think that went too well, though. Oh, really? But, I didn't even know. I didn't even know but that. But yeah, like, <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, and then don't forget, too, like, the American women have doubles, quote unquote, specialists. specialists like Coco Vanderway and um, um, Bethany, Bethany Maddox Sands. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say the Bethany Maddox Sands, yeah. And, uh, and, you, and the men, you always have too. the Bryan Bro- Brothers well, you know, forever. I think they're done I think now, they're but, done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the men, you would have like an Isner query doubles, mm-hmm. like good luck returning those yeah, serves, right. Jesus. Two towers. Yeah. So. Yeah. All righty. Cool. Yeah, final thoughts, and uh, I think that's about it. All right, final thoughts. Yeah, I think that was about it. Oh, did you? Are we off? No. Oh, we're not off? No. That was about it, though. I mean, we'll we'll cut it out. But yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.